This week on Phone a Friend. The world gets embraced by a hunky beefcake. The Goop Holiday Gift Guide will make you feel poor. An emotional tribute to Harry Styles' hair. And the Prince of Christmas, Matt Rogers, sings songs off his slutty, horny holiday album and reveals the most famous person on his phone. Probably Jennifer Lawrence. She and I text a lot about the housewives. It's about time we made the Yuletide gay now. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Cruikshank. I am finally recording this at home. I am back cozy in my little studio and I am with the man whose voice to me is like a warm hug for the ears. Jason, my producer. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hello. hello. I feel like you're setting me up to fail with that. <laughs> <laughs> It's the warmest hug. And Jay, you know today is a special one for me in particular. It Mm -hmm. is our 40th episode. And I wanted to celebrate with a guest that I am so obsessed with. Like, let's be honest. He should think about filing a restraining order against me. He does not know this. He does not know me. But I will declare my love for him live over the phone later today. Matt Rogers is... In my opinion, one of the funniest people on earth. He's an actor and a comedian. He was in the movie Fire Island. He has a podcast with SNL's Bo and Yang that I love called Las Culturistas. Last holiday season, I brought you, Jason, to see his live tour. We had the time of our lives. Such a good time. It was so good. So good. This year, he's on tour again. He's doing a stop in Toronto. He just dropped a hilarious holiday album of, I'm going to call them festive sex jams. So this will be a very sexy very festive episode. We're just going to dive 
headfirst into the Yuletide season today, and we are not looking back. I'm ready. Hmm. Jason, may I telephonies what I did without you on Friday night? Okay. And you were invited. You were invited, so that, but you could not join. So I went with my friend, previous phone a friend, Amanda Walsh, to see the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie. Four weeks after it came out and was a hot ticket, I went to see it. And that really tracks for me, you know? Like, we're just two busy, tired-ass working moms. We left the house to see the Eras movie. And that should be applauded, honestly, even if it was four weeks late. The fact that we went out to see it. And we brought each other friendship bracelets because we're cute. But do you know what this secret we did? Yeah, we made each other friendship bracelets and exchanged them in the theater lobby. That's amazing. I think it's the exact same experience people had at the show. So I didn't miss much. Yeah. Um, Here is the secret benefit of seeing this film four weeks late, Jason. Because you haven't seen it yet, right? No, not yet. Or the same. I was I'm nervous to see it for the same reason you were. Right. So let me tell you. Okay. We're basically alone in the theater. Okay. There was like two children and maybe seven other people in total. No one was screaming or dancing in the aisles or making TikToks or obstructing our view with sequin cowboy hats or openly weeping or asking us to hold hands for some cult-like ritual moment. We could sit for three hours enjoying the pageantry, the music, the various sequin hot pants in peace. And yes, we chair danced our hearts out, okay? We were screaming and cheering after every song. We gave it our all from a seated position. We didn't stand not once. Not once. I like that. In fact, it was reclined chair dancing. I was I had sunk my body all the way into that theater seat. But I was still, you know, I still the hands were up. But I was relaxed. And as a result, I think it might have been the most enjoyable movie-going experience I've had in years. Because, and I didn't know this, Jay, it's literally just the concert. I thought there was like maybe a a behind-the-scenes storyline or like a plot that I might have to pay attention to. But no, the plot line is literally like Taylor Swift is a godlike creature and here she is singing for three hours. And so you didn't have to think. It was such a passive viewing experience that honestly Amanda and I just like talked through half of it. Okay. I was going to say did you get bored at any time? No, we were okay. just we we were catching up. Mostly I would say we were talking about how flawless Taylor Swift looks. Like Jay, she is in her prime. The hair has never looked better. This is this is peak hair. And even when it starts to frizz and curl, like at the end of the concert, it's somehow still perfect. And then she has this like body of an Amazonian goddess and the skin of my toddler. And that's, I think, when I like moments where I might have been bored, I, I just I I couldn't help but focus on this skin because how is it possible that a woman who works that hard and travels that much and goes out to that many late night New York City dinners looks that fresh? Morpheus 8. What? Morpheus 8. What's Morpheus that? 8. Uh, what? What? Oh, it's like the it's like the laser all the celebrities use. Excuse me? Yeah. Go Kim uses on. it all the time. Morpheus 8. You have to look <laughs> Look it up. I it's, honestly was like, is this like a reference to an Aliens Ridley Scott movie? Like, what is he talking about? Morpheus 8? Yeah. 
<gasps> I'm I might have to pause the podcast just so I can Google this because Jason, I like I I was I was consumed by it. I, I mean, we're talking like tight close-ups of her face on an IMAX screen. Two hours and 45 minutes into a live concert, and there's not like a bead of sweat or a pore or a wrinkle in sight. It is, it, this is a woman at her peak. And I left the theater not just panicked because it was almost midnight and I cannot remember the last time I stayed out that late, <laughs> but I left like in my full blown Swifty era. I know we've discussed this on the show before, but I'm now I'm in it. Now, like, I'm, I'm in it. So you can imagine my elation, Jason, Mm -hmm. when the videos surfaced on Sunday of Taylor Swift walking off stage in Argentina and running into the arms of Travis Kelsey. I mean, I get shivers just thinking about it. This is my Morpheus 8. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that is. Just like the burly, Ophie, hunky arms of her loving, supportive beefcake of a man. I could barely breathe. I think I watched it a thousand times because there's like so much to take in. It's like the way he's smiling with his hands behind his back, like he's waiting for her to decide how they're going to embrace. And then she goes in not just for a hug, but for a kiss. It is the notebook for 2023. Yeah. Were you as profoundly impacted by the footage as I was, it's Jason? Not, not as much, but it's, okay. it's very cute. You're going to say it was cute? Yeah. I'm going to describe she that knew as it, cute. Like, she knew that the people were watching, right? That's the only thing. That, that's my only feedback is that oh, I no. wish it was more private. Jason. Like, I felt like it was kind of like for show. I feel like you might have just... I mean, you didn't, it's not been ruined, but yeah, no, you're right. Because she is like waving to people and he's waving to people. So they knew that there were iPhones recording it, but it wasn't like a public moment. I just feel like this is why I think that video, that like iPhone video taken from various angles. This is why those videos moved the world. Not just because it felt like a confirmation that this relationship is real. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, Evan, you cynic. I was like, watch this and tell me this is a publicity stunt. (laughs) Like, look me in the eye and tell me this isn't real love. And he agreed. It seems real. But I think that video made everybody feel something because whether you're in love or not, right? Like, for the people who are not in a relationship, that's goals. That is the great love you're looking for, right? Like, the man by your side who's waiting for you to run into his arms and kiss him love. But then for people like me and you, Jay, who are in long-term relationships, I mean, I've been with the same person for 16 years. I look at that and I remember that feeling, you know, yeah. like I yearn for that feeling, that like fresh new love, that excitement, that butterflies running into your arms and making out like that feeling happens at the beginning of a great love. Yeah. And like, forget the Travis Swelsey of it all. It's beautiful no matter who they are and no matter who you are and where you're at in your life. Agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Jason described it as cute. I'm going to describe that moment as a light in this often dark world that I need to shine on. Because if this relationship ends, like, Jason, I can't stop thinking about that. If you break her heart, you big old piece of charismatic beef, I'm not sure we as a society, as a nation, as a global humanity as a whole, 
will recover. No pressure. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, listen, Jay, when you're ready for just like ambiance to catch up with an old friend over popcorn and a purse full of your kids' Halloween candy, may I suggest you go see a little indie film called Taylor Swift, The Era's Tour, okay? A month after it's come out, this is the perfect time to go see it. You just sit back, you chat, you occasionally sing lyrics like loud and probably wrong. Do you know what I mean? You've sold, yeah, no, you've sold me on this, like, this experience, this, like, ver- like 2.0 of it, tier two. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's like, how you been? Oh, yeah, yeah. You got that James Dean <laughs> red lipstick. You, that's the experience. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. Hmm. Jace, let's center ourselves. Let's Mm -hmm. center ourselves and focus because unfortunately we have to kick things off on a somber note because this week we suffered many measurable losses and so I'd like to begin with some obituaries. Obituaries. Mm. First, rest in peace, the marriage of Chris Appleton and Lucas Gage. Kim Kardashian's hot hairstylist and that guy from the White Lotus or kid who got beat up on Euphoria or Zoom audition guy have split after only six months of marriage. The couple cited irreconcilable differences and luckily a prenup agreement was in place thanks to Kim who forced them to get one over FaceTime before she agreed to officiate their wedding. Romance. I know this because their wedding was shown on last week's episode of The Kardashians, and the couple filed for divorce four days after it aired. Were they waiting for the wedding episode to air before filing their papers? Most likely. Did Kim force them to do that as well over FaceTime? Probably. What's most heartbreaking about it all is that Kim's wedding gift to them really went to waste. If you recall, she hired Shania Twain to sing them a private and intimate rendition of You're Still the One. (sighs) Sadly, it only took six months for them to look at each other and say, that don't impress me much. (sighs) Hmm. Next. (laughs) Rest in peace. Jason, this is nothing to laugh at. Rest in peace, Harry Styles' hair. On the evening of November 9th, Harry Styles' hair was found dead when images emerged of him at a U2 concert with a buzz cut. The death was sudden, shocking, and has left his fans and humanity at large in mourning. Harry Styles' hair will always be remembered for its effortless waves, natural blonde highlights, that one curl that would flop onto his forehead, the tiny ponytail that would leave Tracy Anderson's Pilates studio (laughs) bi-weekly. Harry Styles' hair was thick and versatile. It bounced as he danced. It flopped as he made out in the streets. It glistened over the gleam of sequined unitards, and it is gone too soon. Harry Styles' hair is survived by a short brown buzz cut and noticeable male pattern baldness. (gasps) (laughs) You will be missed, Harry Styles' hair. Without you, Harry is no longer Harry. Did you not note that there was a little bit of frontal low baldness <laughs> happening with the buzz cut, Jason? No, I didn't. <gasps> yeah, 
Yeah. Relatable. The hair was working. The hair was doing a lot. And now it's gone and all is exposed. Now, listen, I know some of our phonies could, you know, deem this as trivial to do an obituary for a celebrity's hair. And so I just, I'd like to take a moment, if I could, to commemorate something more elevated for our final obituary today. Rest in peace, Joey Fatone's double chin. Joey revealed exclusively to People magazine that he has undergone a fat removal procedure to remove the fat pocket under his jawline. His double chin was best known as the sixth member of NSYNC, but most recently remembered for being revealed on The Masked Singer for its appearance at the opening of Joey's hot dog and Italian ice shop at a Florida mall and its performance in my big fat Greek wedding three. And that was the last time it was big or fat. Well, it's easy to remember the ups. We must acknowledge the downs. Joey Vatone's double chin had a hard life. For decades, it was covered by chin straps, goatees, soul patches, shrouded in shame and pencil beards. We can only hope it has gone to a better place by Justin Timberlake featuring Sync. In the same exclusive, Joey also revealed he had hair plugs and air sculpting on his stomach. Joey Fatone is the fat one no more. And those are today's obituaries. Obituaries. Jason, are you okay? Yeah. Do you need to take a moment? Yeah. Take all the time you need, please. It's tough. I actually have like tears welling up in my eyes, mostly from from trying to remain appropriately serious. It should also be noted, I just want to say this, when post-op Joey Fatone walked his taut, hair-plugged, air-sculpted self down that stage at the VMAs, I talked at length right here on the Phone a Friend podcast about how great he looked. I was like, I think I said he looked the best. I mean, I not only compared my husband to Joey Fatone, I forced my husband to dress up like Joey Fatone for Halloween. So let's just say the work that he got done is working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, can we just respect Joey for admitting to getting work done? Like, that's a big deal for a man in this business, you know? Even if it is a paid partnership with AirSculpt, it does take courage. And now I want AirSculpt. Yeah, me too. I have a running list of procedures today. <laughs> Morpheus 8 and AirSculpt. What's next? What's next? Okay. Open up your Vogue magazines. Call on a wind tour. It's time for hot people doing hot things. Hot people doing This week, I was personally blessed, uh, Jace, with a spread in Vogue magazine on Lauren Sanchez. Not Lauren Sanchez and her fiancé, Jeff Bezos. It's just a profile with Annie Leibovitz portraits about Lauren Sanchez. I have established my fascination with Lauren Sanchez on this show, not just because Jason recently sat across from her and Jeff and their children at a Beverly Hills restaurant. But because I used to work alongside her when she was a correspondent at Extra, I was at eTalk not that long ago, and I I really always remembered her because I was pretty fresh out of Canada, and I had not seen, this was like a pre-selling sunset, and, and so that 
Selling Sunset face was not one that I was used to. And she is just like lips, face, boobs. So she stood out to me. Yeah. It's is like, that, it's like how they say like rich face. Rich face. <laughs> like you yes. know you're going for that kind of like. Oh my God. Rich face. Yeah. She she has rich face. And if Lauren Sanchez has rich face, then I have like very poor face. Like it's, it's the, the discrepancy is large. And so I'll always remember her. And she was very kind and nice and worked hard. And we were always at the same junkets and red carpets. Literally, I would be standing next to Lauren Sanchez. Like both of us would be yelling over a velvet rope, desperate to get an interview with Donnie Wahlberg at the opening of a Wahlbergers. <laughs> Like, not even Mark. That was the level she was at in her journalism career just a handful of years ago. And then she meets Jeff Bezos when he was the world's richest person. They ended their respective marriages to be together. And now she has a spread in vogue. That's fascinating to me. She just had an engagement party this past Sunday night. And Jason, Barbara Streisand and Oprah were there. What? Yes. Wow. She she like casually calls Chris Jenner and Kim Kardashian two of her closest friends that she's just met in the past few years. Like she couldn't get them to stop on a red carpet eight years ago. Yeah. But if you marry a billionaire in America and you want global fame, you can get it. Yeah. And so in case you don't have 30 minutes to read the Vogue spread, did you read it, Jason? No, not yet. Well, let I'm... me indulge okay. you. <laughs> With three things I learned about Lauren Sanchez and Jeff Bezos. Is it Bezos? Is it Bezos? Bezos? Bezos. Google Bezos. Number one. I've said this before. I'll say it again. After seeing this spread, I'm going to tell you, Lauren Sanchez and Jeff Bezos are the horniest couple in America. This man is a nerd who got rich selling books, then got divorced and swole and probably Morpheus ate and air sculpt and has this <laughs> hot, busty woman by his side. The Annie Leibovitz photo of them. You've seen it, right? It, it like it looks like a parody of like if Annie Leibovitz photographed a Viagra ad. <laughs> He's like sitting in a truck on his Texas compound where, like, P.S., he launches rockets into space from. He's men spreading his rocket in tight jeans. He's got a cowboy hat on with Lauren Sanchez, like, <laughs> draped across him with heaving side boob pressing against his The Rock-like body. It is a midlife crisis in a photo. I'm sorry to my mother who listens to this podcast, but these two fuck so hard, Jason. <laughs> That's just my first takeaway. Okay. <laughs> Number two. It doesn't say it in the article, but it should. I mean, uh, fuck hard. Number two. This is disappointing, Jay, but Lauren Sanchez reveals to Vogue that the statue of the voluptuous woman on the bow of Jeff Bezos' $500 million yacht, which we thought was a statue of her, yeah. is sadly... Not. She says Jeff commissioned the statue to look like his favorite mythological figurehead, Freya, goddess of love, war, gold, and fertility. This is a man who loves gold and a fertile woman. Lauren says if the statue was modeled after her, it would have had bigger boobs. That's funny. Yeah. That's good. 
She's funny. I, it should be noted. She is likable and she's she's kind of funny okay. in this in yeah. this article. Also, like, we've looked at that statue at length. The statue's breasts are so heaving. They're just, yeah. like, heaving wooden boobs with hard nipples hanging over the Mediterranean Sea. Like, the nipples alone are the size of two 12-story buildings. So I don't know how they would have engineered larger <laughs> nipples and breasts on the prow of that ship. But, hey, when you're worth $200 billion, you figure it out. And at number three. The final takeaway of the Vogue spread for me, the sentence that really says everything you need to know about this couple, is the description of how they take their coffee in the morning. Hmm. Quote, Bezos takes his black, or with Laird Hamilton's superfood non-dairy creamer, in a self-warming ember mug. Sanchez uses a mug Bezos got her from Amazon with the words, woke up sexy as hell again, splashed across the side. Oh, no. <laughs> This is the only thing you need to know. This is it. I mean, Jeff Bezos' love language is a $21 Amazon slogan mug that says, in Comic Sans, I looked it up, woke up sexy as hell again. That and being the third richest man alive. Though that's the, that's the love language of Jeff Bezos. Any questions, Jason? I'm, I mean, no, you've like, I, now I want to read it. Oh, good, good, good. I actually like, to like dive this deep, woman, dive deeper. she seems spirited and enthusiastic and she's trying to do great things with her newfound fame and power and we applaud her for it and we're just counting down the days for the wedding. Yeah. Because oh God, if be the engagement party has Oprah, the Kardashians, and Barbara Streisand at it, then I'm just like, brace yourself for the damn wedding. And those are the three things I learned about Lauren Sanchez and Jeff Bezos. Congratulations on the spread, the engagement, and all the sex you're clearly having. Hot, hot people doing hot, hot, hot things. What's next? What's next? Oh, the holidays are right around the corner, and tis the season to laugh, love, and... Feel poor. Thanks to Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop gift guide. This gift guide. I mean, she does like several on the Goop website. This one is literally called the Ridiculous But Awesome Gift Guide. So at least she's self-aware. But here are some of the things that she casually lists as awesome gifts. A $400 Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese aged 24 months. $5,000 Chanel roller skates. A Hermes dog house for $2,000. A pair of skis that cost $2,250, which, by the way, is so shady. <laughs> I mean, whoever gets those skis, I wish you well. And then there are items on this list, Jason, that are so bougie, I'm not even 100% sure what they are. Okay. For example, there's a backgammon set for $15,000. What even is backgammon? <laughs> It's a thing. It's like a game. It's like a board game that, like, my grandparents it's, would play. It's like checkers. Like, right. But is it chic now? Who? Why are we paying $15,000? I'd sooner buy the $400 block of cheese because at least I know <laughs> what to do with it. Or you have something called antique escargot picks, which cost $600. Do you know what these do? Pick up your escargot. Oh, my God. 
Yes, Wait, yeah, they're like, like, like hors d'oeuvres. They're like mini, I mean, listen, no one who's <laughs> serving escargot like wants to call it a mini fork. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> escargot picks, holy shit, you have to be someone rich enough to be serving escargot yeah. that you need an antique pick to go through it. <gasps> and then if you don't need frivolous things like antique escargot picks, why not give the gift of an experience? You know, we say on this show, Jason, life is about the accumulation of memories. So why not make memories on a luxurious solar-powered mobile safari camp? It's only $30,000 a day. (laughs) Or an island rental in Fiji for $40,000 a night. And there's a minimum three-night booking, uh, FYI. (laughs) Do you think you also have to clean up after yourself? (laughs) Do you think you have to take the recycling out like an Airbnb? Or the seven-day airship cruise to the North Pole, which is basically just a blimp with a bar that flies through sub-zero temperatures for $110,000 a person. Who is doing this? Yeah, never. Have we not learned anything from the submersible? (laughs) Rich people should not be investing in anything in the air or under the sea. Sadly, no vagina-scented candles on Gwyneth's list this year, but she does service vaginas. The one item that shook me, and clearly whoever is buying it, is the 24-karat gold G-Spot vibrator for $15,000. According to the gift guide, it's, quote, shaped just right for G-Spot and clitoral stimulation with an impressively powerful rumbly motor. (laughs) Made to order, ready to ship within 30 days. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I just, custom. I feel like custom, custom, ready to order. I don't, like, why am I thrown by the language rumbly motor? I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're charging $15,000 for a vibrator, can you not hire someone to punch that up? Rumbly motor is like a character from Paw Patrol. <laughs> And there you have it, Gwyneth's ridiculous but awesome gift guide. If you have a quarter of a billion dollars to spend this holiday season, look it up. If not, stay tuned for my gift guide, which includes much more affordable things like period underpants from Joe Fresh, $7 drugstore mascara, and my sister-in-law's stolen Netflix password. What's next? What's next? Wait, do you know who's absolutely buying that 24 karat gold vibrator. Oh, God, no. Who? Jeff Bezos. (laughs) That is like the one custom order is from Jeff to Lauren for all those days that he's, you know, out in space and can't, you know, service her the (laughs) 12 times a day that he normally does. Okay. Prepare to be thrust into the holiday season, literally phonies, because one of my favorite comedians, performers, podcasters, just released his debut Christmas album that is filled with sex jams and club bangers for the holidays. And so get out your $15,000 vibrators. It's time to phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. After listening to his podcast with Bo and Yang called Los Culturistas for years, okay, they call their listeners readers. I am a reader. I'm so excited to say I am phoning Matt Rogers. He's an actor and one of the funniest, most talented people in the business who just released his debut Christmas album. He's touring the album now. I think I'm going to 
call him in London where he has a show tonight. He's been promoting this album on The Kelly Clarkson Show, The Today Show, The Jennifer Hudson Show, Watch What Happens Live, and now, phone a friend. Hello? (gasps) Hello, Matt Rogers! Now I know this is Jesse. This is Jesse. And I know that voice, that sultry (laughs) voice is Matt Rogers. Can I just say thank you for taking my call in what is your peak season? Like you are the pop prince of Christmas. Your Christmas album just dropped. You are on tour. You are in London right now. You're about to perform tonight. It's a whirlwind over here in London. And not just because it's incredibly windy today, but I would have it no other way. Because if it's going to be like, if it's going to be like, if you're going to go to London, I want the London weather. You know what I mean? You need to experience seasonal depression in London. Otherwise, what's the point of going? 100%. Okay, but you really are like, I'm so grateful to you for taking the time for like pausing the spreading of joy that you do all season long to talk to me. And I need to preface this conversation by saying, uh, you might want to file a restraining order against me after this. I am a (laughs) long time Matt Rogers super fan. I listen to the (laughs) podcast Las Culturistas. I have seen you in Fire Island. Matt, I saw Uh you live on tour last year. I have been listening. Yes! Like second row. I brought my producer Jason. I was like, yes. I'm a super fan. The album hasn't been on repeat in my home for the last 12 days since it dropped. Oh, my God. Like, what Kelly Clarkson and Mariah Carey are to you, you are to me, Matt Rogers. This is absolutely insane. I cannot thank you enough, especially because, like... You know, you've mentioned all the things. All the so things. I mean, I can't even be like, well, she didn't she doesn't like this thing. She no, you no. mentioned all the things. No, no. And man, I'm a tired ass mother of three who does not <laughs> drag myself out of the house for anything. The fact that I was at your show at like ten thirty PM, I mean, that's love and dedication. It's so major, and I'm so grateful to you. Now, can I ask you, do you play my album in front of your young children? Yes, and let me tell you the other day, the feeling that coursed through my body when my six-year-old twin boys started singing Lube for the Sleigh in perfect (laughs) harmony in the backseat of my Toyota Highlander. Lube. I mean... Yeah, they were killing it. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. I have to say, now I'm a fan of your children. Oh, and my God. I haven't God. even met them. Listen, they are musical talents. And if you need backup singers and you want your backup singers to have the same face, consider them. Honestly, I like that aesthetic. Yeah, I, I really so like too. that aesthetic. Absolutely. That's so meaningful to me. Thank you so much. And and I, I do mean, of course, you listening and, of course, you uh, joining me in my movement to corrupt the children. Oh, God, please. Well, let's corrupt. <laughs> let's corrupt all the children listening right now, because your debut <laughs> album is called Have You Heard of Christmas? And I mean, mm-hmm. thank you for finally drawing attention and awareness to Christmas, for bringing People it into it the know. cultural landscape. People needed to know. God bless you for that. I mean, there's apparently a war on Christmas, or so the Christians claim. But then you walk out into, like, the streets of New York, and Christmas is kind of fine. Yeah, yeah, she's doing great. So that was kind of, like, the idea of, like, the whole have you heard of Christmas concept was, like, yeah, of course we've heard of it. But what if I was the only idiot out there asking that question? And so I just followed my idiotic impulses, which have always served me well. Absolutely. And ultimately, I hacked myself into a recording contract. I started this in, like... 2017 and it was literally a joke i was like everyone come to the duplex i'm doing quote unquote my christmas album 
And it was just me and my musical director and boyfriend at the time, Henry Kapersky. Mm-hmm. We had written like 10 original Christmas songs, just goofing around. And then people liked it enough where we were like, okay, we'll do it next year. This will actually become a thing every year that we do. And then, you know, we did the special last year on Showtime, which you can watch now. And I'm so happy I can say that now that the strike is over. Right. (laughs) And now it's a goddamn album. It's a goddamn album on a major label? Can you believe that? Yes. Here's the people on my label. Katy Perry. Stop. Sam Smith. No. Troy Sivan. No. And me. And Matt Rogers. Wow. That's what you get for that. I have yet to be on an interview where they use that. Oh, my God. Well, welcome to the Phone a Friend podcast where (laughs) everything is um, amplified with an air horn sound effect because it's what I'm feeling on the inside. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very Z100. Thank you so much. Well, I personally feel that I peaked in 2006, so I like to bring that energy to every episode. You know what I mean? (laughs) Didn't we all in a way? Oh, please. So what you've done with this record is you have made sexy, slutty club bangers for the holiday True. season. So mm-hmm. in your opinion, is Christmas the most wonderful time of the year or the horniest time of the year? Well, both. Mm. The Christmas season is the most wonderful time of the year and the horniest time of the year. Yeah. And here's why. So in my song, Also It's Christmas, basically what I do is I paint the picture of going out to the club, Mm. meeting someone, Mm. wanting to take them home, Mm. and having to navigate the fact that it's Christmas. And you really can't seal the deal when you have family visiting, when you know you have to get up early, when, you know, there's so many things on your mind. So that creates a sort of... um, like a uh, blue ballsness oh, during yes. the holiday season because yeah. there's just so much going on. You can't really act on your horned up impulses. Right. And I will say I have sealed the deal with a lot of people in the DMS who, who are at home and horny with nothing to do, but sit on their phone. Cause you know, that it's like, it's like when you've been at your parents' house or you've been at your family, uh, whoever you visit during yes. the holidays for like, just a day or two too long, your legs start shaking. You're like, okay, what am I going to do? I guess I'm going to get on the DMs and sort of just start shooting off some messages and shooting my shot because I'm stir crazy and bored and horny at home. And I will say um, that is a universal thing. Everyone is bored, horny, and at their parents' house around that time of year or their family, whoever they go see, and they will respond to you if you shoot your shot. It's the best time to shoot your shot in the DMs with people that you want to hook up with. Seriously. I mean, I don't usually give out two, like, but I just feel like this is knowledge. Everyone is bored and horny. I wouldn't say it if it hadn't worked for me before. Yes, 100%. Well, we appreciate that. And, um... Matt Rogers, I feel like talking about your song and your album is one thing, but I do think that my phonies, which is my listeners' names, they name Uh themselves, uh, would like to hear some of the music. So would you do me the honor of singing a little Mattioki with me today? Sure. Yeah. You want to sing? Which one do you want to do? I feel like we should start with what you were just mentioning. Do you know what I mean? Like, also, it's Christmas. It's the first track on the album. Okay. The sound of children opening gifts. Also, it's Christmas. Do you still want to fuck or is it weird? Also, it's Christmas. 
Forgot to mention that my sister and her kids are here for Christmas. 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 Oh my God. Okay, well, now I'm in. Can we please move on? This is a real piece of storytelling mastery with the hottest female mm-hmm. up in Whoville, which is a sex jam. Oh. And by the way, and a hit, and a hit yeah, okay. on the charts right now. This one goes like this it goes, oh, 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 oh. this jacuzzi running. Female up in the land. Oh, oh, I think your wife is calling. On the who's screwing a man. Man, drip it down my neck. That's my who juice. These men are dialing up, acting straight fools. He wants some mother may who. That's why he's not with you. I'm the only hot hole up in Whoville. Man, no, if their wife won't, I will. He's trying to get this mother made. Whoville sex is what I do. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, people have to listen if they want to hear the line, Ice Pussy on the Whoville Thriller. Yeah, that's Cavassier by the K-Straight Killer. Ice Pussy pussy on the Whoville Thriller. I heard there's a Grinch. I'm I'm a definitely definitely fuck this Grinch. And then it goes back to the chorus. I can't. I can't. And then please, can we just jump to the anthem that you've written about how Santa fits all of the presents into his tight, dry sleigh? Of course. Elves break their backs making presents. Oh, yeah, but this Christmas, they don't have to fear because there's a for the sleigh. It sort of makes sense, but it's weird to think about because Santa's old, right? He needs a loop for his sleigh. For the sleigh. Santa saves Christmas, then digs down his wife. Loop on the presents tonight. Loop for the sleigh. I I can't. I cannot. It's just that is when I tell you the shit got lit in the back seat of my seven passenger vehicle with my six year old singing that song. Matt, you've created holiday classics. You know what? If they start as niche classics now and they grow year and year and year and year after year, that would be good. You know, that's kind of how these Christmas songs become major. It's like you can't expect them to totally pop off here. They're not number one on the Billboard charts this year. But next year, the year after, the year after, these are going to grow. I've given Uh, birth. I'm going to watch these grow. That is the genius of this album, Matt, is because like Christmas, as we know, is about the birth of baby Jesus, but also buying stuff. And now you have a thing (laughs) for people to buy and stream and listen (laughs) to each year, right? It's like genius because on the one hand, you are dragging this holiday for its commercialism. On the other hand, you're straight capitalizing on it. Yeah, I mean, that was sort of the point. I think I, I think I basically got the idea to do this when I saw an interview with Mariah Carey years ago where the interviewer kind of said the quiet part out loud. He was like, wow, so you're getting paid every year, huh? 
And then I was like, oh, wow, he like really boldly called out the capitalism of this. And then I started to think, oh, isn't that so funny? Like all these singers are expected at some season of their career to whip out their Christmas album. But that doesn't mean they love Christmas or particularly want to do that. It means the label said, hey, hon, yes. It's time. And by the way, I'm going to see Mariah <laughs> in two days at the Hollywood Bowl. I am so upset that I'm missing that. But I hear, I'm here in London. A ton of my friends are going. Um, Sadly, <laughs> last year, as you know, Mariah lost her bid to trademark the term the Queen of Christmas. Have you considered yeah, legally did. trademarking the Prince of Christmas? I mean, I feel like if she can't trademark the Queen of Christmas, I'm going to have uh, very little luck trademarking the <laughs> Prince of Christmas. But listen, it is what it is. We both know we're Christmas royalty in our hearts. Yeah, She's the Queen of Christmas. I'm the Prince of Christmas. I don't think there's anyone out there disputing that. If there is, I invite them to come meet me outside. I mean, please. Absolutely. How about that? Uh, how about that? Um, <laughs> were you threatened that Cher was also releasing an album of Christmas bangers this year? No, I wasn't super threatened because I actually I'm in big support of Cher in all ways, mm. but especially this year, because weirdly enough, my producer and co-writer on several of my songs, uh, Leland, he actually wrote or co-wrote her lead single, DJ Play a Christmas Song. He co-wrote that, and no. I got to hear it really early. <gasps> and I said to Leland, I was like, listen, if she doesn't want that, I want that. Mm. But she really wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. really she wanted, wanted it, it, and she was right. If Cher comes to you and says, Matt, I mean, I, I don't really have a share. I don't know if you have a share. If she comes to you and she says, Matt. <laughs> yes. She says, Matt, I'd like to sing Lube for the Slay. On, as she a can have it. She can have it. There's no negotiation. Well, Loop for the Slay is a disco song, so right. I feel like her voice would sound incredible doing it. I I have ideas for which artists should take my songs. Oh, tell me, please. I would love if Ariana Grande sang Have You Heard of Christmas. Gorgeous. I would love for Kelly Clarkson to take Every Christmas Eve. Mm. I would love for Taylor Swift to take Rockefeller Senna. Uh, yes! I would love for um, Dua Lipa to do Also It's Christmas. Ugh! I would love um, Mariah Carey to take Hottest Female up in Whoville. It was written for her, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, my song Everything You Want is a duet with Muna, but they can just have that. <gasps> I'm going to have your back. Can obviously go to Destiny's Child. Bring them back together to sing that. Do you know what I mean? For that you, moment. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You still make it rain on Christmas. I feel like that has Carrie Underwood written all over it. Please. Yes. Um, <gasps> and then... I don't need it to be Christmas at all. I'm not going to give up. That's, no, that's my yours. song. That's, that's my that's my Christmas staple song. That I, that's that's mine. Um. Okay. So clearly, you're a cultural commentator on your award winning podcast. Yeah, I would say we comment on culture on our award winning podcast. <laughs> and now that you are a certified Christmas expert, I want to merge your two talents together to create the ultimate celebrity naughty or nice list for 2023. Let's do it. I'm going to list off some celebrity scandals that I have discussed on this podcast. You tell me if it puts them in the naughty or nice list. Are you ready? Can do. Okay, yes. here we go. <clears throat> Jada Pinkett Smith telling everyone everything. Naughty. To be honest with you, I'm so sick of the Jada and Will stuff. And also the fact that they weren't even together right? like, during the Oscars. Then like, what was that huge display? What was the slapping about? What is all of it about? And also, to be honest with you, I would like a show of hands of people who actually care. <laughs> Naughty list. They need to be in timeout. I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, Britney dancing with knives. Nice. Nice. Those are yeah. prop knives. Yes. And she made that very clear. Mm-hmm. Also, everything Britney Spears does is nice. She's got her autonomy. I'm not judging anything. They were prop knives. Where were people when she had the snake? Where was concern for her then? No concern. No concern. So yeah. then you're going to also say nice to Britney putting up her Christmas tree before Halloween this year. Yeah, nice. I, I have to tell you, you can't start Christmas early enough. Trust <gasps> me, I started recording this in June. Oh, wow. If you start celebrating Christmas early, it just means you can start streaming my record earlier. So I'm I'm all for it. Keep the Christmas tree up all year as far as I'm concerned. That's true. <laughs> Michelle Williams delivering the line, Fauches, Fauches. The nice list. The nice list. And Osc- uh, I guess a uh, Grammy nomination for sure. Absolutely. I thought she was going to get it the whole time. And then when she said Fauches, 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 I said this is a, this is a threat for an EGOT right here. Nice list. <laughs> Okay. J-Lo telling us she's a natural beauty who's never had work done. I'm going to just reserve comment and say that J-Lo looks unbelievable. Amazing. Absolutely. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say whatever's going on with that face, it's on the nice list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, 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 you know, I'll let her do her thing. I know. You know what though? I know she's, she doesn't drink alcohol. She, she's extremely, extremely, extremely up in the gym. Yeah. But you know, we'll see. You know what? Believe women. Believe women. Believe women. Especially when they're selling you alcohol and they don't drink it. That's also, you know, just believe her. Right. Is she selling alcohol? Yeah. She has an alcohol um, (laughs) line brand and she doesn't drink. We love to see it. I appreciate the capitalist hunger. I really do. I really do. Please. Uh, Gwyneth using her Oscar as a doorstop. Naughty or nice? Um, I would say naughty. I would say let's have a little bit more respect for, you know, the institution. But mm. also nice. It's, it's, it's a complicated one for me because it is kind of badass. That's yeah. how little she fucking cares about acting. I know, right? Yeah. Timothy Chalamet chain smoking at the Renaissance tour. Naughty list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like smoking around other people. Like, it just feels like it, it, that doesn't seem super considerate of people's personal space to me. Fair. Uh, lastly, Northwest hitting Jessica Simpson's daughter Maxwell in the face on TikTok in a Mercedes Sprinter van, leaving Nobu Malibu en route to the Beverly Hills Hotel for a sleepover complete with teepees and mocktails. Everything about that. <laughs> That actually, that, that, that has so many elements. Yeah. There's different, there's different things about that, that feel naughty and nice to me. So I'm just going to say, um, that supersedes list listing. That is just, that's too much. (laughs) It's, you can't even rank it. (gasps) A definitive naughty and nice list for 2023. Thank you, Matt Rogers. Billionaire kids getting together obsessed. I know. Um, because this show is called Phone a Friend, I like to know who is the most famous person in your phone. Would you reveal that to me, Matt? Yes. Um, the most famous person in my phone is uh, probably Jennifer Lawrence. No. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. I was hoping you would say, like, Andy Cohen. Well, she and I text a lot about the housewives. No. Yeah. She actually is a fan of the podcast. And we found that out last year at the Gotham Awards 
when she was presenting Best Picture, and we were there winning the Ensemble Award for Fire Island, and we had heard a rumor that Jennifer Lawrence was a quote-unquote reader. And we were like, there's no way that's true. There's no way that's true. And someone said, she's into podcasts, like, she probably listens to you guys. I was like, there's no way, because I'm always in denial about, like, how big the podcast is. And, like, honestly, like, how famous Bowen is. (laughs) So I'm always just like, there's no way. So Bowen and I were sitting at the table, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence got there to announce Best Picture. And she was leaving the stage, and Bowen goes, I'm just going to tell her I love her jacket. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. So he goes over to her and says, I love your jacket. And she about freaked out. She was like, oh, my God, I'm a reader. I'm a Katie. (gasps) And then Bowen said, are you serious? And she said, yes. And then he said, Matt's here, too. And he pointed at me, and she looked at me, and she screamed, Stop. Oh, my God, Matt Rogers. And I'm like, Jennifer Lawrence. So then we took a photo with her. We exchanged numbers. And now we text regularly about all sorts of things, but mostly the Real Housewives. This is the greatest answer to this question I've ever received. (gasps) I think that she's the most famous. Before her, I might have said RuPaul. Oh, wow. Yes. Andy Cohen is pretty famous yeah Padma Lakshmi oh um oh and Bowen Yang yeah 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 it's a good list it's varied but a two-time Oscar winner texting you about Housewives I don't think it gets better than that truly she's pretty swell I really enjoy talking to her um Matt you are on tonight you're performing you're you're on tour with this album it's the era's tour but for Christmas comedy would you agree (laughs) You know, in a way, like, because every song is a vastly different genre, it feels a little Aristorish. Yes. But, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not on stage for three and a half hours. I would die. Fair. I mean, we would all die. But you are going all across America, literally all December mm-hmm. long, and you are blessing yeah. Canadians with a date in Toronto December 13th. Uh, yes, I'm at the Danforth Hall. I know. I played the Danforth Hall last year on my live tour. Oh my gosh! Is how's the how's the vibes? Great venue, historic venue. Love the venue. It's a the dressing room situation. I have notes. I'm gonna warn you. It's it's petite. It's up some rickety stairs. So like, I had to put my shoes on down the stairs before hitting the stage. It's that kind of a sitch. But it's a historic venue. Got it. Yeah, I'm so down for historic venues. I'm obsessed. I yeah. can't wait. And people should. People should start buying tickets. They're going quick. So super excited about that. And yeah, I just love performing the show. I mean, I'm like super excited to do it in a couple hours. I'm I'm really just living the, I guess, dream right now, Jesse. I get to have my album out and perform it all over the place and people come. So It's, it's wild. It's unreal. It's unreal. But really, like, this album has themes of love and sex and casual sex and straight banging at Christmas time. So I'd like to wrap things up with you, Matt, with some of your rules for holiday hookups in a rapid-fire game called Ho for the Holidays. Love it. You're talking to the right person. (laughs) Okay, good. But so here's the thing. On this show, I have, like, a personal boy band who sing the jingles for every segment. But plot twist, when I have a singer on... I like to get them to sing their own jingle. All right. Just make it up? Yeah, you just make it up. Ho, ho, ho for the holidays. Ho, ho, ho for the holidays. 
stay home for the holidays with someone else. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to tell you a scenario. You tell me if it's ho, 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 yes, or ho, 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 no. Okay. Hmm. Kissing under the mistletoe at a holiday party. Ho, 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 yes. Drunkenly making out under the mistletoe at a holiday party. Ho, 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 no. <gasps> we have boundaries. Now we do. Now <laughs> you should have asked me three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the party, but okay. I just feel I just feel like I envision my family there and I'm like, nah. Yeah, no, not in front of the family. Hitting on someone at a club by buying them an eggnog-based drink. Oh, oh yes. Oh! Buying a holiday <laughs> gift for someone you just started dating. Ho, 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 no. Really? Yeah, because it sends a message that you might be more serious than you actually are. Fair. Um, gifting your, let's say, longtime lover the $15,000 gold vibrator off this year's Goop Holiday Gift Guide. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, okay. Casual. Um, bringing someone home to hook up in your childhood bedroom when you're staying at your parents' house that perhaps you DM'd earlier in the day. Ho, 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 no. Nothing sexy <gasps> about pictures of you as a child hanging out. Like, it's just nothing sexy about whatever bed situation is happening there. Yeah. Like, I also yeah. don't want my parents to know that I fuck, like, at all, which is a real problem <laughs> because I have a whole album about it, but I just don't want them picturing that. It's not good. Okay, a man wearing nothing but a Santa hat on his penis. Oh, Yes. Hey, it's a feat of engineering. It would be impressive. In if and you can itself. figure it out, I say walk in your truth. Please, hooking up with a distant relative after a holiday gathering. How distant? Like third, fourth cousin, barely traceable on a 23andMe. Oh, yes. I don't <laughs> care. It's not like I can procreate and like have an incest moment. Like it's fine. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> right. So you're answering these questions. I should note for yourself. Okay. This is this is. It's not nothing the royal family hasn't been doing for a very long time. Canada. Okay. Yeah. Give me my third. Give me my that's third, third one. Uh, you're collecting them like celebrity friends in your contacts. There we go. Hooking up to Oh Holy Night. Ho, 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 yes. You gotta, we gotta sex that song off. We gotta do something different with it. Okay. Hooking up to Lube for the sleigh. Ho, 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 yes. Come on. Have you ever hooked up to a song off your own album? No, not yet. Not <laughs> But my yet. album just came out. Not yet. <laughs> I don't know. I think that I might have to draw the line at that. I'm also okay. not, I'm not like Victoria Monet. I'm Matt Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> And that is how you play Ho for the Holidays. Ho, ho, ho for the Holidays. Ho, ho, ho for the Holidays. Woo! So normally at this point in our call, I would say thank you and goodbye and let you go to your London show. But I don't want to <laughs> let you go. And so for the first time in the history of the Phone a Friend podcast, I would like to ask if you would stay on with me through the commercial break to do a quick I don't think so, honey, which is the final segment on every episode of Matt's podcast. Would you do me that honor? I will. <gasps> After the break, Matt and I are angry. Find out why next. Commercial 
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. We are back, and my phone-a-friend should be worried for his health and safety at this point because I'm not letting him go. Matt Rogers, I have my own signature segment at the end of each episode where I check my voicemails from my phonies, but this week, I'd like to forego my podcast signature segment and steal your podcasts instead. So at the end of each episode of Las Culturistas, Matt and his co-host Bone Yang do something called I Don't Think So Honey, where they have one minute to rail against anything in culture. Today, I was hoping you might do us the honors of giving us an I Don't Think So Honey. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Oh, what do you, you tell me. This is your segment that I'm stealing. Well, if you were Bo and Yang, traditionally I would go first. So do you want me to go first? You go first. Do I time you? Is that how we do it? You put one minute on the clock and then you say, this is Matt Rogers. I don't think so. Any of his time starts now. Okay. (laughs) This is thrilling. Yeah. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey, any bathroom in this country of England, okay? The plumbing is too old. The flushing power does not have the horsepower required, honey. Let's just say this. Without getting too TMI, did all the stuff that I needed to get down the toilet get down on the first flush any single time I've used it? I don't think so, honey. I'm here standing there. My, My time in the bathroom is quadrupled because the flush power on any single toilet I use, no matter if it's a nice hotel, a shit hotel, or somewhere in between, every plumbing has got to improve. The toilets here are terrible. Also, water closet. It's called the bathroom, right. honey. And a water <laughs> closet, it just sounds gross. Like, the, what are you talking about? Also, not for nothing, but I don't think so, honey, the fact that oftentimes, like, the toilet bowl is in its <laughs> own room, and then the sink is, like, in another room. Like, the bathroom situation here is a fucking mess. So I don't think so, honey, the plumbing and water and bathroom situation here in England, it gotta go. And that's Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. Wow, wow, wow. I'm so sorry about the plumbing situation where you are. And you want to know what it is? It's because all the buildings are so old. So all the plumbing is very old fashioned. And so just like, I don't know. It's just like these weird toilets and these weird sinks. And I'm just also the showers. I'm going to need hotter water than this. Oh, uh... yeah, yeah. It's a tepid, it's a warm shower. She's tepid. <gasps> no, Matt needs more for the vocals. At the very least, we need Honey, to steam out. Right? I'm needing to steam for, for, yeah. for sure. For sure. Okay, what's um, yours? Okay. Do I get a minute? Yeah, of course you do. Okay, okay. Ready? Uh, this, yes, I'm ready. This is Jesse Krugshanks. I don't think so, honey. Her okay. time starts now. Okay. I don't think so, honey. American Thanksgiving. This is not like about the colonial brutality. That can't be dragged in one minute. Uh, It's about the date. What are you doing, America? Sandwiching a holiday between Halloween and Christmas? We don't need four weeks off three weeks before the holiday break. You need to space that shit out. The timing is off. This is where I feel Canada got it right. Okay, Matt, we celebrate Thanksgiving in mid-October. It is a harvest festival. Less historical baggage. It 
is a long weekend right when you need it in that gray fall zone between Labor Day and Halloween. And then after Halloween, it's just smooth sailing until Christmas. You swap out your skulls for lights and you listen to the Matt Rogers Christmas album for two months. You don't need to worry about the gourds and the cornucopias in between. American Thanksgiving, have some self-respect. Give yourself some personal space from Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. You're worth it, girl. I don't think so, honey. Wow. And that's one minute. That was exceptional. Thank you so much. Yeah, coming from me, the creator, that was exceptional. And I also have to say, you know, I was shook when I came here because everyone was like, you know, England and London, they get really into Christmas early. And I'm like, why? And they go, well, because they don't have Thanksgiving. It shook me to my core. And then I realized, well, of course, yeah, the pilgrims did not need to come here. (laughs) No, they did not. They did not. Put just put it a little space it out. That's all I'm saying. We need a little bit of room, right? Totally. Um Matt Rogers, you are everything I hoped for and more. Thank you for making all of our Yule Tides um so much more gay. Thank you. The album is called You're Welcome. Have you heard of Christmas? Stream it now wherever you get your music. The music Mm -hmm. videos are everything and you can watch them on youtube right yeah you sure can get tickets to see matt on tour this december listen to las culturistas wherever you get your podcast and if you still want more matt rogers because i always do <sighs> find him at matt rogers though on all the platforms you're the best you're the best this is just where we have to say goodbye and i have to let you go do like a giant show in london england it's true i'm gonna go steam myself really quick and then i'm gonna go With perform tepid water exactly yeah. um jesse thank you so much i really can't thank you enough this was a lot of fun oh my god this was the best now normally i just would say goodbye in like a basic voice but <laughs> could we just do like a a trill goodbye like a Goodbye. Goodbye, Matt. Oh, my God. I love it. Matt Rogers. Dreams come true, Jason, on this show. Oh, my God. So fun. So funny. So fun, so funny. The the album is so good. Literally, there's no one out here spreading more joy and festive cheer than Matt Rogers. It's like Mariah, baby Jesus, and Matt in that order. Thank you, Matt. And congratulations, seriously, to Matt for everything that he's accomplished, but most importantly, for being my first guest to cross over through the commercial break into the final segment of the podcast. We've never done that before. And Jason, we have to end with a Matt Rogers banger. And I feel like it has to be the title track. Have you heard of Christmas? How do you feel about that? I feel great. Let's do it. Have you heard of Christmas? Have you heard of Christmas? Let's get into the spirit right here, right now. Get you all horned up so that you can DM someone from your childhood bedroom when you're (laughs) home at your parents' house. (gasps) Phonies, I realize I just dragged American Thanksgiving, which happens next week. And I wanted to tell you, as a result, another reason to drag it. We won't have a new episode. We are dark next week. We're going to repeat one of our all-time favorites. So, you know, re-listen to that. But we're going to be back live weekly wrapping up the year with major episodes after that. Thank you, as always, for listening and leaving voicemails and reviews and giving me a safe space to feel horny for Travis Kelsey and Christmas music all at once. 
Jason, have an amazing American Thanksgiving. You too. I will. Do you have plans? I think I'm going to do like a Friendsgiving. I was invited somewhere, so. Oh, good. It'll be my first. Okay. Yes, your yeah. first American Thanksgiving, which as we have established, happens at a terrible time. But I hope you enjoy it nonetheless. I am heading out to Palm Springs for a few days with the family. And then I'll be back and we'll talk in two weeks. Talk to you in two weeks. Talk to you in two weeks. Take us to the bridge, Matt Rogers. Bye. I absolutely know what Christmas is. Yes, I do. And I'm going to tell you all about it. Have you heard of Christmas? It's the day. Jesus died. Have you heard of Christmas? That's the night those five disciples cried. They cried together like, ooh. The dolls were crying. They were like, ooh. Have you heard of Christmas? Have you heard of Christmas? Santa and Jesus, they were bad. been a church in a very long time. Have you heard of Christmas? It's when Moses did the lake. Have you heard of Christmas? That was the night that they made St. Suddenly it seems we all have something in common after all. Have you heard of Christmas? Friend was created by our mom Jesse Crookson. The executive producers are Jesse Crookshank and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. Phone a friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. 
credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening. Okay, see you next week.